Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I have been joined in the studio with the lovely Georgie Cooper, who's been sharing her experience leaving a toxic relationship. This is quite a sensitive subject, but a conversation that we wanted to have to hopefully help anyone who is maybe going through this, establish some of the red flags, and also have a bit of an insight as to what an abusive relationship looks like. Um, And hopefully this will offer you some support and help and tips to support yourself if you're leaving or if you have been in this situation. Welcome to the podcast, Georgie. Thank you, my darling. This is your, what, third time on the podcast, but first time in person. Is it our third time on the podcast? I think so. Third or fourth. What did we even talk about in the last one? I have no idea. God knows. (laughs) That would have been years ago now. Yeah, it would have been. I think the first one we've done was maybe during lockdown. Yes. I feel like lockdown was like the era of everyone doing each other's podcasts because there was nothing else to do. No, literally. (laughs) It was literally just podcasts. Yeah, I can't believe this is the first time I've actually met you in the flesh. It doesn't feel like that, does it? No. It feels like I've known you for ages. I know. It's so strange, but it's so lovely to have you here. Thank Thank you for coming on. Um, And we're going to be getting into, you know, quite a sensitive subject, but I think it's a conversation a conversation that needs to be had yeah and uh i'm here for it i think it's a really important topic you know it's interesting actually because obviously this is something that you've gone through mm. um but like it's never a conversation that we would have had previously because no. i hadn't been through it no so it's just really interesting isn't it when like this is something that's happened quite a lot recently for me it's like the more i've spoken about it online the more people have reached out and who i've like known or spoken to mm. before and like you would just never know it's like no. it's like a thing that just sits with certain people isn't it and like you just would never know until you actually speak about it and it's like wow mm. it's actually very eye-opening how many people have been through similar situations so yes I'm excited and the time is right I have done my own podcast now because yeah. remember I said to you yeah I was like really want to do the podcast but need to do my own one first, yeah so. and I think that was good as well and it was it was good to I think because it it's still really hard to talk to like even me like I have been out of that relationship for like two years but I was in it for seven and so crazy mate yeah it is and I loved what you said on your podcast about you know you didn't think that it would kind of happen to you and you don't think it happens to no. like women like us like we're both confident strong you know women yeah. and I don't think you would ever think that I don't think you would ever f- or thought that I you would, would be in that situation never have said oh that's a situation I would get into like no. I was so um like I, I'm actually like disappointed I'm just I was so like blase about it didn't know enough about it mm. never really like thought deeply about it no. like I won't lie I was that person that would probably be like mm, why don't you just leave yeah do you know what I mean because I had like no experience with it like yeah. it's never happened in my family before like yeah I was just really really unaware and it just mm. goes to show and like that's what I wanted to say on the podcast before was like it can happen to absolutely anyone mm. like people probably look at me and think like she takes no shit but mm. it's one of those things where it's like it doesn't happen overnight no and I think that's really important to remember it's like it's not like that happens at the beginning so like before you probably even know it you're like oh shit like, yeah I'm yeah. not even I don't even recognize myself back then no I don't know about you no not but at I honestly all. like even just looking at photos I'm like fucking I don't even recognize myself there yeah you're like a ghost of the person you are like a it's shell such, you're yeah. a shell of yourself yeah. yeah you really are and you don't realize how much you've changed for that person and I think this is the thing with abusive relationships and toxic relationships and even me now like and this is why I want to have these conversations because even when I say you know I've been in an abusive relationship I still feel that kind of shame and I still feel that kind of um almost like wanting to water it down and it's like 
yeah shouldn't yeah I understand what you mean it's like I don't know I feel like I'm at that stage now where I'm like I'm not like embarrassed about it but I'm just like I think it's more like it's not really like the shame of like saying to someone else like oh it happened to me I think Mm. it's more like the inner me like how the fuck did I let that happen yeah like you you literally like beat yourself up about it don't you yeah absolutely when was it you kind of realized because I can remember the kind because it's a process as well like coming to terms and actually the realization of this the relationship and the situation you're in is such a process and do you remember was there anything in particular where it was kind of like red flags or did you see anything do you know what like interestingly enough like there was red flags like way before so to like put it into a bit of context like this was a very short-lived relationship in the grand scheme of things like you said you've been yours for seven like you were in yours for seven years and like, we run deep <laughs> can't even fucking imagine that mm. like for me I think I definitely could have been in that for years But I think for me, like, it kind of just... Because I'm very, very self-aware of, like, my own emotions, Mm. because I went to therapy, how I was feeling in that relationship, not linking that to my partner at the time in in any way, Mm. um, I actually went to therapy, like, because I was so depressed. Like, this, what I sort of noticed was that I was feeling, like, not myself. Mm. And, like, this happens to me sometimes, like, with my mental health, and I'm like, right, I need to get on top of that and, like, start therapy. So I started therapy for that. Like, I just felt so, like, unmotivated. And I was like, I don't understand what I feel unmotivated about. I have like a great business I have my boyfriend and then I was because of our like relationship problems that we were having so early on Mm. my red flag um I was like I just don't feel like I'm a good girlfriend because Mm. before this partner like I hadn't been in a relationship for like maybe five years Mm. so I was thinking like oh my god like maybe it's me like maybe I'm not respectful maybe I am being a bad person so because I went to therapy like for all of those reasons not not I actually went to therapy because I was like, it's me, I'm the problem and yeah. I need to go and sort it out. I did the exact same it's thing. It's so crazy. And like, that's when I started to process what was happening. Like it took a good like six or seven therapy sessions for me to kind of turn it on its head and go mm. from like, it's me, I'm a shit girlfriend to like, oh my God, I'm in an abusive relationship. But interestingly enough, like we were together for maybe two months and um, this is when I wasn't like attached. So like we would have arguments and like, there would be so many red flags I'd come away from conversations with that person and be like this is so disrespectful like I should I don't need to put up with this like yeah. this isn't what I want so I did actually leave <laughs> um but I ended up going back like within the space of yeah. a week right yeah. and like that for me like should have been the point where I would have been like left and wiped my hands because I would have been able to wipe my hands with that without all of the like attachment issues and like things like that so there was red flags and I went back mm. but I don't judge myself for that too much because like even though I wasn't fully attached there was obviously still that attachment like yeah. you know what it's like you get yeah. kind of I was being threatened with like all sorts like if I don't go back then he'll do this and he'll do that so mm. that for me like was the first red flag but then as you know like with the love love bombing side of things like it was great again and mm. I was like okay sweet like we're on track and then obviously slowly but shortly like all dwindled out so Mm. I think for me like it wasn't an overnight click of the fingers I was very lucky because my best friend Jordan like she has also gone through a similar thing and she was very good in the respect of like she wasn't telling me to leave because you can't because you wouldn't can't tell that person to leave but she was super super helpful in terms of like every day checking in on me like so what's the crack like how are you feeling like Mm. what's going on so yeah it took me a while to Mm. find the strength to be like yeah I need to do something about this yeah 
Yeah. For me, it was like I started seeing videos on Instagram talking about narcissists because oh. mine was a, a massive narcissist. But obviously I'd been in, and this is the thing as well, was you're conditioned. And yes. that's why when people are like, you know, just leave, you can't just leave because you're actually your whole purpose and my whole purpose in that relationship was regulating him like regulating his emotions so like mm. if he was in a bad mood I would get the brunt of it so mm. I'd be like right how can I you know in the, and you said it in your podcast as well about that treading on eggshells like just constantly yeah. treading on eggshells you'll and, do anything to not tread on an eggshell yeah like yeah. I didn't even want to cook because I was like I don't want to cook him something and him you know moan about it or you know it not be good enough mm. or you know all of these things but mm. I started seeing videos about narcissists and it was like I'd watch the video and go, oh, he does that. Or, yeah. oh, I feel like that. Wait, hold yeah. on a minute. And it wasn't until, like, obviously I was in that relationship for a long, long time. And I'd been unhappy for about three, four years. But, wow. yeah, like, deeply unhappy. But mm. you, and this is what you but do as well. were you linking that to him? Were you thinking, like, I'm unhappy, like, because I'm with him? Or I were you just thinking, I'm unhappy in general? I knew I wasn't happy in the relationship. Like, I knew the relationship wasn't what I wanted. Mm. But equally, I was like, well, I need to stay because I have a kid. Yeah, it's so difficult when you have, um, like, that sort of link, right? When yeah. there's, like, children involved. Yeah. I can't even imagine. 100%. And it got to the point where I was like, but... I don't want my son to see how he's treating me and think that's mm. that's okay. So there was a whole, and it was, I'd, and this is what happens as well, is when you realise you try to leave. So I'd tried to leave a yeah. few times. Yeah. And then what would happen? The love bombing happens. Yeah, the, I'll change, I'll do this, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and you go to therapy as well. And like I, did your therapist help you kind of realise that you were in an abusive relationship? Yeah, but in, like, a way that was so so nice Subtle. in the fact that he never, ever said, like, oh, this is, like, really not okay. Yeah. Like, he let me come to terms with that myself. Mm -hmm. Like, it kind of went from, like, I'm the problem, I need to change, like, maybe it's me, to, like, oh, actually, I think I need to decide what I want, like, because what I thought I initially wanted I think it for me like the deep-rooted cause is that I have such I had such a want to be in like a happy stable relationship I was so ready for a boyfriend like when we met yeah that I like just clinged on to it mm. so I was like but when it's good like it gives me everything that I wanted like everything that I wanted in a relationship it gives me mm. so like when it's bad as long as I can fix it and apologize like mm. it will always go back to being good mm. so I was like then I was like weighing up the options um and then like after a while because you get more tuned into it like you said you start reading about it I was yeah. reading up on it I was like seeing like TikToks and things and I was mm. like yeah this is exactly what I'm going through yeah and, like I really need to get out of this before it gets any worse yeah because like the attachment side of things like you said like they isolate you from everyone mm -hmm. so like I was thinking about quitting coaching like I was kind of in that mindset of being told like it's not even a real job really? like social media is toxic mm. like all of this kind of thing um tying into like uh like what's it called we're tying into leases on like shops and things like it was pretty crazy mm. like if I'd let that carry on I would have had a ring on my finger and we would have had like businesses together mm. and that's the isolation thing yeah so I was like hey, I need to get off this sharpish mm. and that's the trapping as well and that's the thing is they try and um it's that control it's that mm. coercive control um and a way that they do that as well is financially like mine wanted me to quit coaching and be a stay-at-home mum 
mum and <laughs> I'm because it's traditional right yeah <laughs> yeah we, we, we was like but hang on a fucking minute I'm doing everything and I'm working so yeah. and I, I wonder if there was a part of me deep down that knew like maybe there was a part of me deep down that knew that this wasn't going to be forever but I'm so grateful don't get me wrong it was bloody hard at the time like my little one was two weeks old and I was back online coaching but I'm so glad I did because mm -hmm. if I didn't, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have had the financial stability to actually leave. Which That's a massive issue, I think, for a lot of people is yeah. getting out because of the financial side yeah. of things. A like, lot of women as well, especially someone, if you have kids. Yeah, like for someone like us, like, sweet, we can stand on our own two feet. Mm -hmm. You know, like it wouldn't matter if I got kicked out of that house like tomorrow, like I can do my own thing if I really needed to. But yeah. for a lot of people, especially when it's gone on for a long time, like you genuinely can't because of the financial issues. It's like, I want to leave, but I have nowhere to live. Like, yeah that kind of thing yeah and then what does that do it makes it 10 times easier to stay yeah yeah because like leaving is um like leaving is a massive storm do you mm. know what I mean like that thing of being like okay I'm leaving I'm not happy mm. like you already know what's coming it's, mm. an, it's an absolute storm yeah so in any any excuse in a way for yourself of like oh the heart my excuse was I'll just wait till Christmas is over yeah let, let like family Christmas happen and then I'll leave like do you know what I mean yeah. making excuses for yourself mm. like now is the time yeah <laughs> I literally did that as well like yeah. I'd known for ages and it was like October was his birthday so literally like and how fucked up is this right I knew I was in an abusive relationship with a narcissist I knew I was going to leave him I still took him out on his fucking birthday oh yeah and spent and spent money on him and I literally like I kid you not I sat in that hotel room and I was like this it was almost like that that scene from Wolf of Wall Street you oh, know when she when she has sex with him and she's like you're never touching me again that's exactly how I felt but instead mm. it was just like in my head isn't it crazy I was like you're never gonna touch me again yeah, so like for me um I was living at his apartment for the majority of our relationship and like he would threaten me with like I'm gonna kick you out on the street like, I'm gonna pack all your bags out and kick you out on the street mm. um and I was like well that's not ideal um and at the time I actually had no car either um and for me like I basically was like I need to move we need we need to move so that I have somewhere I can live mm. and kick him out mm. so like I was like right we need to find a bigger house so that I can have my own oh office. so you're like doing it with him me. yeah uh, so I was like let's move let's move to a new house and then you know then we have a bigger space and like we can start this life that you want to start and like mm. do all these things that you want to do um I, I hadn't even moved in when he was leaving Mm. I hadn't even moved, we like, not, I literally like the last couple of weeks before we moved into that house it was like the worst time in that relationship because in my head the whole time you know you're leaving mm. <laughs> like you literally like every day is hell because you literally know you, you're gonna leave yeah so, yeah it's it's really hard mm. but then obviously once we was in that house I was like sweet like I put all the bills in my name all the council tax in my name yeah like it wasn't just that wasn't just like oh we're moving into a house and we're happy yeah. together like it was your exit was, plan. it was a motive yeah it yeah, was my it was your plan. exit plan subconsciously it was my exit plan yeah yeah See, it's, it's so interesting. This is another reason why I, f I think it's nice to have these conversations because as much as we go through very, you go through the same kind of process of the abuse, coming to terms with the abuse, obviously the way it actually pans out for individuals is very different. So like that was your exit plan of mm -hmm. like, right, my exit plan was I literally had to leave while he was on like a work call. Yeah. So I'd, and I'd, it, I knew it got really bad when I, I went to my mum's house and I'd never really I think my family maybe knew that something was off for a while but 
in hindsight, it's like, well, he never comes to family things and, you know, I'd miss things. Like, we'd be going to a family wedding and then that morning he'd kick off. And this is a thing with, oh, you know, abusers the is they ruin, they ruin every significant yeah. day, your birthday, yep. Christmas. Yep. It, it's always a problem. Yeah, 100%. It and always you is. Would like avoid having him in company with anyone that you know. I don't yeah. know whether you had that, mm. but like the anxiety of him being around my friends and my family, I like, mm. it genuinely would put me on edge Yeah, because I was like, he's so judgmental of everyone in my life. Because yeah. Obviously you're trying to isolate, isolate that person. You. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you're trying to isolate that person from all of their, yeah. anyone that they know. Yeah. But when so, you meet those people as well, they seem so lovely. Like that's the thing oh is. Oh my God, he was they're the, the nicest nice, yeah, man in the they're world. They're the nicest the people in the time. world, you mm-hmm. know. Of course. And that's the thing. And I think it helps. Like my mum, my mum had been in abusive relationships as well. Um, and I think it was just one day I went round and I can't remember what I was, it, it got really, so I basically... We had, so we carried on living with each other. So I left him and we carried on living with each other for about six months because he was like, look, it makes sense financially and, you know, uh, nothing changes and nothing did change. And that was when I knew things were really fucked up because nothing changed. Like we had, we had separate bedrooms and, you know, the routine was normal. So nothing changed. And I was like, this person doesn't love me. No. If, 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 no, if nothing, we're not in a relationship and he's saying he loves me and, and, we're separating and it feels like it feels better than when we were in a relationship because now I don't even have to worry but I continued living there and again it's that financial control he knew that if I was living there I wouldn't be dating I wouldn't be able to you know move on with things um and I've got other stories around that where you know hacking my phone um tracking me you know all of these all of these bits and pieces as well but there was I had we'd had the and I'm sure you experienced this as well but you have the same conversation with them over and over again and they try and confuse you and they add in things that aren't relevant at all yeah. and it confuses you mm-hmm. and you what happens is you, you start lose to a que- sense of reality maybe. yeah you yeah. lose a sense of reality you start to question yourself yeah. and I remember we sat we were sitting on the sofa and we were having the same conversation of like he's going why why don't we get back together and I'm going we're not going to get back together and we sat down and we had this conversation and I said to him like look and I was we were looking to move as well um up north because it was cheaper oh, right. so we were going to move together still not uh, living isolated, still not together right. yeah oh, really I, not even together no not we were yeah we in were going to move like now you were moved from that situation what a wild idea that yeah is. Why you're just you like it doesn't it, make sense in the time you're like yeah it makes total sense yeah but you're just trying you're just trying to survive and that's the thing as well is yeah. you're in that stressful state you're yeah. in that fight or flight response mm-hmm. so you're literally just in survival mode mm-hmm. and yeah, like I remember we sat on the sofa and I said to him, like, we are not going to get back together. We are never getting back together. And it was the scariest thing because I saw something really change in his eyes. Like his eyes were almost like really dark. And I remember being like re- registering that and being actually very scared. Mm. And I went to bed that night and I messaged my friend and I said, and how fucking messed up is this? I messaged my friend and I said, look, I've had a conversation with him I'm scared if anything happens to me, you know, you know what's happened. I thought, I genuinely thought he was going to kill me. Yeah. I genuinely thought that I was going to maybe die that night. And I had a friend, another friend of mine and, and I started to record conversations. I don't know if you started doing yep. this, but cause you're, you're yep. questioning yourself. Yeah. That's when you, yeah. that, for me, like anyone who's thinking like, oh, what's the signs? 
recording your conversations with that yeah. person is a massive sign yeah and what happens and what they say yeah you're trying to like basically create evidence for yourself yeah which is like you already know where it's heading yeah a hundred percent i had so many recordings on my phone but he found yeah. them all and deleted them all. oh really mm. yeah see okay. i had loads on mine i still have some on mine and i sent a recording to a couple of my friends like that night i sent the recording of that conversation and you think like is this normal like can yeah. you please just because i don't even know what no. reality is anymore like is this normal yeah. behavior yeah my mate was like he was like jamie that's so fucked up he was like i'm really scared for you so i literally that night i'd put um, a chest of drawers in front of my bedroom and I've got my my son in the house as well but I was like he wouldn't hurt he I don't think he'd hurt him but he'll no, hurt yeah, me yeah. so I've had like and I've got a picture of it like still on my phone now the chest of drawers that I put in front of my door so if he did come in you'd know I'd know and I think it was the day after that I went to my mum's and I was like and I told her and I said like I don't want to sleep because I think he's going to kill me and she was like you need to call the police and I'll never forget the conversation I had and it always like makes me a bit emotional because again it just shows how much I was in it but my son had fallen asleep in the car and I was like right I'll I'll call the police now and I called them and I literally like the lady answered I went um I think I'm being abused and just burst into tears and like the woman was amazing and she was so good and that's when I then you know made my exit plan left and then I think one thing that I would say and I'm sure you would say this as well was like when you leave like you said shit hits the fan and it gets worse before it can get better yeah it definitely gets worse because unfortunately that sort of person they love control Mm. and I don't know whether you found this in your relationship I'm sure you did like the issues would come a lot of the time in that relationship when that person lost the sense of control so like if I wanted to go and do my own thing Mm. um and like because I was so scared of that person like I would beat around the bush and not maybe say exactly what was happening yeah which so would you always started get, li- lying you would not yeah. yeah i would start like i don't i wouldn't want to bring things up because i knew yeah. how much it would kick off yeah and like i would be stopped from doing what i mean what i loved which was like social media and like networking with people so it was like that balance between like trying not to anger him from what i was doing yeah. but also like trying not to anger him in terms of like him finding out that i'm lying about something so mm-hmm. like you would literally go out of your way to make sure that like everything was perfect so yeah I completely agree yeah and when you look back on like getting into that relationship do you see any kind of correlation between like the relationships that you'd experienced in the past or like the kind of relationships that you'd had with like family because when I reflected and it was only when I left that abusive relationship did I see that actually my upbringing was very similar to the kind of situation that I was in and I'd never seen it before Mm. but he was very much acting like a parent of mine would act yeah and I was like oh okay yeah I mean I wouldn't say that at all I had such an independent upbringing like I was moved out of my house at my parents house at like 17 yeah so like for me I've always been super independent Mm. so again I think like a lot of it like in terms of me kind of grabbing that person's hand and going into that relationship was a lot of it was like I've always been very independent Mm. so that when someone comes and they like promise you the world like I'll look after you and everything like that you're like yes sweet like I finally found like that missing Mm. piece so um I think that was the thing that kind of like lured me in I suppose but interestingly enough I know you were saying about like family and stuff I think another thing which I didn't say on my podcast which I did like which I wish I did was notice how that person is with other people in their life Mm. so like now that I'm removed from that situation I can see it so clearly but he literally used to abuse everyone around him as well yeah but obviously not to the same degree as you would in a relationship but like Mm. notice how that person speaks to their family or their colleagues or their friends 
And that's another like massive red flag for me. Mm, yeah. What was his relationship with his parents like? Do you know, really? I mean, obviously it was like, we were only together for like half a year. Mm. So um, he was like super close to his family in a way, like we spent a lot of time with them. Um, but yeah, I think it was just interesting stepping away from it. Like obviously I don't want to go too much into it because obviously it's like, I don't want to like start dipping yeah. into his personal life. But um, his relationship with his parents was interesting to say the least. Mm. And it's like, I think it's just the same thing like on the surface, like on the surface, everything is so positive and so good. Like yeah. it's really important to note like when you first get in a relationship with this person, like everything is perfect. Yeah. And that's how, what happens is you fall in love with that person and like yeah. the good side of them. Mm. So I think it's very much like on the surface, like, that sort of person will be nice to their friends and family but then it's yeah. like a lot of those people they don't even see what's actually happening yeah yeah because it's not affecting their life to the degree as it would affect a partner mm, mm. yeah what kind of other stuff did like how were you feeling when you were in it I know you spoke about it a little bit but I think that's one of the most surprising things is how you're feeling in it and then how you feel when you leave as well so like the only way I can describe how you feel in it is suffocated mm. like every minute of the day you just feel suffocated like obviously when you're trying to run a business and like I'm quite a busy person like I have all of that sitting on top of me every day like I'm looking after however many women every day and then it's like in a way that was kind of like my escape from like the yeah, relationship 100%. um but then like in terms of you'd kind of like stop working and then be like oh my god like mm. I genuinely feel suffocated by this person yeah like sitting and like listening like to what they're doing downstairs like what are they like even just I would just over analyze everything towards the end of it um so that's kind of how I would describe it and it's very much like that person has control over like imagine you're in like a in like a lake and that person has control of whether you're under the water and you're not breathing or mm. you're pulled up for air. Mm. That's genuinely how I felt. I felt like he had me in a lake and he was just pulling me up and down from the water. Yeah, that's such a good analogy. I've never yeah. heard that before. Yeah, so it was it was crazy. But like once you realise as well, and like I think a lot of it, it's like you can't just click your fingers and suddenly be like, no. tomorrow I'm going to wake up and leave. Mm. So like you've got that really like hard part where, like you said, you're living with the fact you know you're leaving and you know exactly yeah. what's happening, but like you can't... Like, you just have to let that person treat you like shit because, mm. like, you can't just get up and be like, I'm leaving because it's yeah. just not that simple. No. So, like, that's definitely a hard part as well is, like, the leaving because, like, you you, fall, you start falling out of love with that person. Mm. Like, of course you do. Mm. Like, when he left and that door was shut, like, I didn't fucking love him anymore. No. Like, that happened, like, months before. Mm. So, yeah, it's really interesting, um, like, the emotions that you go through. Mm. <laughs> you think, yeah. once, once upon a time, this was the best thing since sliced bread. Like, yeah. what's even happened here? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, pretty crazy. 100%. And what did you experience, like after like when you left how are you kind of feeling so I don't know whether you had this because obviously like yours was a long time mm. and like I don't know I guess, you, I guess you never really when you were leaving I bet it was hard for you to remember your life before him yeah like I met him when I was 16 yeah, so you know I'd and I think that's part of the reason why You've literally grown up with him yeah and we definitely had like a tra like a trauma bond as well like we yeah. went through a lot of shit together yeah. like my mum kicked me out so I was living with him he also got cancer within the first year of us dating so I was literally his carer yeah so I was th thrusted into and it is that whole thing as well was like I was I wanted to be loved like I was craving love yeah, like I, I wasn't 
I didn't feel like I was loved growing up and love mm, for me has always been one. yeah like mm-hmm. and love as well even now the only time I can say I've I've only experienced really unconditional love since becoming a mum and since yeah. having my th- my friends the last year because yeah. love to me was conditional yeah. and again and again it's that hindsight like when I left that relationship I was like oh my god that's what you know that parent used to do and that's mm-hmm. and it is that condition you see the world so differently after don't you yeah it's <laughs> so crazy but yeah going back to the question like I think for me I I could still remember my life before I met him yeah so like it was a lot easier to break I wouldn't say I had a huge trauma like a huge trauma bond mm. I wouldn't say it was like that bad so I when I when I first initially got him out of my life like it was hard because how he, did you do it did you literally like throw his clothes out or like how <laughs> it was it was like a movie <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that dramatic um no we just went back and forth for quite a few so for the for about two weeks we had the um so every day would start really positive mm. like like we're gonna get back on track and like our life is great and like we're meant to be together um I remember once like this is one stand up thing like he would be like let's like write on a whiteboard every morning like what we want to achieve today and like what we love about each other oh my god he sounds so much like my ex I know it's just like and at the time you're like yeah okay it sounds like a great idea yeah you're like wow um obviously I was clocking out at this point anyway so I just looked at him and just thought you're a fucking idiot but okay but you humor them didn't you and that's yeah, the whole thing you is do. you start like, playing them I think I'm not particularly brilliant at hiding my feelings mm. so I think he already knew like he already knew what was happening we both knew exactly what was happening before yeah. it happened because um, he'd be like you you love me right and I'd be like yeah I love you no mm. I don't I don't love you anymore mm. but anyway so we went through this whole cycle of like it was literally like the whole um, abusive relationship cycle you know like the love bombing and then like the like um, kind of horrible atmosphere and then the argument and then the making up yeah, yeah like yeah. we did that every day mm. which was exhausting mm. we did it every single day without fail for about yeah. three weeks um, I tried to kick him out a few times he would come back um, like make a massive scene which again like is traumatic but in itself because you've probably seen someone go insane in front yeah. of you it's not a nice thing no. um but when he did finally leave like he kind of left like with ease it was kind of really mm. really surprising and I remember I sat in my office like we have a three-story house and I could hear him taping up the boxes of me I was in floods of happiness of tears mm. I was so happy I was like I can't believe he's leaving um and then as soon as he left I had all the locks changed and things like that yeah obviously there was contact like at that point it's all lovely like you know there was never any like um negative comments once he'd actually left it was all like apologies and things like that mm. um but because I went through the police, like, there is no way that he can contact me now. Yeah. So, like, initially I was so happy. Like, yeah. honestly, I felt like I was living in a fucking dream. Mm. <laughs> Every day I'd wake up and I was like, I'm so grateful for my life. Like, just doing my own things. Like, just sm- small, simple things that I wasn't allowed to do before. Yeah. Like, doing those, it, I felt, like, extremely grateful. So did you feel like once he left, the weight was literally lifted? Oh my God, I felt like a child in a candy shop. Really? Like doing all the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. I'd go out and see friends. I'd get back in contact with like my friends that I wasn't allowed to speak to. Mm. Um, it was amazing. Yeah. It was so, so good. And then like, yeah, slowly but surely. I remember I went to therapy like afterwards and I sat down and I said to him, I don't know what you want me to say to you because my life is so great now. Mm. And like, I can't believe I've managed to do that. Like, thank yeah. you so much. I was so grateful. And I was like, but I'll probably see you in a few weeks when, like, everything comes crashing back down. Because mm. it will, of course. Like, you're not just going to live on a high for the rest nice. of your life. So it definitely was good. And now I'm definitely just trying to deal with, like, everything that's happened. Yeah. Like, it's still relatively fresh for me. Like, it's mm. only been about two and a half months. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's actually crazy how much one person, even though it's such a short amount of time for mm. me, like, I really do feel like 
I have a platform, so I want to talk about it because it's important. But I also am very aware of the fact that mine wasn't that long. Mm. Whereas someone like yourself, like it's going to be so much worse. And yeah. I just think like the stuff I've been going through for the last few months is mental. And I can't imagine what it's like for someone that's been in it for even longer. Mm. Yeah. Like, for me, I'm like, I can see what my life was like before mm. I met him. And like, that's relatively within reach. Mm. But for you, like, that's not even a thing. No. You didn't really have a life, like, do you know what I mean? You were 16 yeah. years old. Yeah, I was literally 16. So, like, you were a teenager? Yeah. So, like, your adult life, there is no adult life before him. No. So, you're having to recreate a new life. Yeah, and figure right. out who I am because... Exactly. I was trying to be who he wanted me to be and it's really yeah. interesting. You don't even know who you are anymore. No, no. And it's so interesting that you, you know, once he left, everything got really good because for me, it was the complete opposite. Oh, like, yeah. I literally spiralled mm-hmm. for... Probably not because of him leave, not because of I left. Obviously, I was really grateful that I left him. And in some ways, there was a weight lifted off of my shoulder. But then, and obviously, it's different when you have a child. So obviously, I still have to have a a kind of, I still have a relationship with this person. I still see this person. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I, and and you adjust as well. Because before, like when he would come to pick up our son, I'd literally shake and I'd be like, I can't see yeah. him, I can't see him. Versus now, I can. And it's really interesting, like, there's another lady who I know who she has left an abusive husband and she's getting di- she's getting divorced. Mm-hmm. And she is still very much afraid of him. Like, in he will, he still controls her, still mesh. And she went through the courts, like, they've got a child together. She went through the courts and everything and they have been absolutely shit. Like, they have been so bad Mm. at supporting her Mm. and actually... Because it's a crime. Like, coercive control is a crime. You know, manipulation, all of these things. And I went to the police, like, as you said, you did. And, you know, really, they should be prosecuted. But they're like, oh, we can't because of the lack of evidence or whatever. It's a very, very difficult one when it comes to, like, the criminal side of things. Because, realistically, you're right, it is a crime. Yeah. Right? There's emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, like you said, manipulation, like, all of these things, like, they just slip under the radar. Yep. Um, But it's normally that person's word against your word. And even Mm. with, like, actual physical evidence that's, like, voice recordings or whatever, they look at it and say, like, yeah, but we don't know the full story. Yeah. So when I contacted the police, they said to me, look, like, I don't think there's much that we can do for you. I just want to be so honest here. Like, you won't get anything out of this. Yeah. Um, And I said to the guy on the phone, like, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it for the next girl. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, because of the partner that I had, like, it kind of came to surface that, like, I was not the first. Mm. And, like, there was a lot of people before me um, who I did know of, like, I was warned by them. But, again, you just don't listen when you're oh, in were the, you? Yeah, interestingly enough. Yeah. Red flag. No, Going because, back to the red flag. Yeah, but what they'll do is they'll say, no, my ex was crazy. Which oh, yeah. Is a big thing. I was and convinced. you're probably crazy now. Like, yeah, his next yeah, yeah, girlfriend, yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll say, no, she's oh my crazy. God, I'll be the craziest person like, yeah. he's ever met. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they tried to warn me. They said, like, by the way, he'll do all this stuff. Mm. And, like, again, like, I try not to judge myself, but I read all these messages and went to him and was like, hey, your ex girlfriends are messaging me all of this. And he was like, yeah, they're crazy. Mm. They're, they're just jealous. Like, they would still want me back. Like, if I messaged them tomorrow, they would come round. Yeah. And I was like, okay, fine. Do mm. you know what I mean? And then you just disregard it. But anyway, it comes, it came round that he obviously had been like a repeat offender. Like, and that was nice because it made it feel like it wasn't 
all my fault. Yeah. Because you do really blame yourself in that situation. Yeah. Like, even when I was leaving it, I still kind of, you'd have those moments, I don't know whether you had this, where you'd, like, start questioning everything, mm. thinking, like, actually, is he even a bad person? Yeah. Like, he's not a bad person. I'm a bad person. Yeah. So, like, that was reassuring to know that he was the common door nominator, not, mm. it wasn't, like, us girls. But um, I said to the police, like, I'm not doing this for me I'm doing it for the next girl mm. because if the next girl knows that there's crime like a crime record like surely that's going to help you know yeah. rather than just some crazy ex-girlfriend's words um but actually in hindsight that helped me massively in terms of staying safe now because like I feel like I can live my life and I don't live in as much fear as like him yeah. saying or doing anything do you know what I mean because mm. obviously there's still that element of control so yeah 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 100% there is something I'll mention on here because not a lot of people are aware of this, but have you heard of a non-molestation order? No. Uh, yes, actually, it does ring bells. Yeah, so it's it's like a free... You can go, you go through the courts to do it, but the reason I bring it up is because the, the lady who I spoke about who's married, yeah. she has literally paid thousands of pounds in lawyers and still does not have anything in place to actually protect her, yeah. and this is free. And I literally had this conversation with her because he was threatening to, live, to move into a house on her road. And I was like, that's... He can't actually do that, so... What a non-molestation yeah, order the mad thing about that is he actually could. Yeah, and, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, legally he could. Yeah. It's yeah. so crazy. Regardless it? of everything, it's yeah. so fucked up. Um, but it's like a court, it's a court order, so you apply through the courts and you can basically get, um, they will give you um, a list of terms. Mm. So the terms could be, like, the proximity, they're allowed to see you. So kind of similar to a restraining order? Yeah, very similar, yeah. but it's a non-molestation order. So, like, my ex, he couldn't, like, message me or, or anything on yeah. text it could only be via email so that's something for free that people can put in place interesting so I think that's a really good one for people that have to stay in somewhat of contact with that person yeah, so exactly. someone like yourself obviously with like kids or whatever yeah um then yeah that's a great way of doing it but yeah, yeah. it's just so interesting because I never reached out to the police in like a selfish way no. it was genuinely just for the next girl yeah but it's um it's definitely helped me in terms of like I feel like I can sleep a bit easier at night do you mm. know what I mean not thinking like what's the consequence of me you know having a free word mm. because like doing things like this is nothing I couldn't care less about yeah. that person anymore like it's nothing to do with him it's more to mm. do with like okay well like this happened to me so yeah like let's help other people like see the signs and not happen because it's so common man it actually yeah it saddens me how common it is yeah did it affect you when it when it came to like dating after like did you feel like you couldn't date for a while or do you know what it did like and again I've gone back to therapy now so this is something that I was speaking about race recently it's like made me feel really disconnected from anyone mm. so like friends family like partners or whatever like I just feel really like disconnected find it really difficult to get in tune with my own emotions again mm. um I don't know what that is I don't know whether that's because I've used so much emotions over such a short period of time yeah you're just um, numb, aren't you? yeah of course and I'm such an independent person and like it always comes back to that thing of like it sounds really deep but I just always think like the only person I can like truly trust is myself mm. like I know like I'm not gonna do anything do you know what I mean like I can't really explain it but it's just like at the end of the day like you've got you yeah so like I just think I would put like a bit of a front up in that respect but um I'm definitely getting better at that now like I have some really great people around me mm. um which is nice like it's nice to actually be in a situation now where I do feel loved so um but again like it's a very difficult thing because it's like you're trying to I, I don't want to spend any more time in this relation in my old relationship you know 
yeah, okay, spreading awareness about it is sweet and, like, I'm going through a lot of different therapies at the moment because of everything that's kind of happened. Mm. But it's, like, I don't want to hold on to that forever. No. Like, I don't want to, like, don't want that to consume me and be, like, who I am as a person. Mm. So, yeah, it's been interesting in regards to, like, moving on. But, like, I think if you've got the right person to do that with then it's mm. sweet but of course like there's always going to be that in the back of my head do you know what I mean it's mm. not like it's, it's like I think about it every day mm. but it's only been two and a half months you probably think about it every day and it's been mm. two years mm. do you know what I mean it's yeah. going to sit with you for life unfortunately yeah what do you do and I think as well it's like as much as it is a, a horrible like I wouldn't wish going through and there's so much more to talk about but you just you it's you like could, I could talk about it for hours yeah and because there's so many things that you would do or you know think about yeah. and be like well that's not right or I remember I used to towards the end I'd be like I really want him to cheat on me because then I've got a reason oh to gosh. leave yeah I'd be like I hope he cheats on me because then I've got a reason to leave yeah so that I can actually have like a this is evidence of yeah. why I'm leaving. Yeah, so interesting. Which is messed up because it's like, if you're not happy, that's, you know, reg regardless, if you're in a, in a relationship, whether it be toxic, it if to you're be. not happy, then <laughs> fucking leave. But it's so hard, isn't it, when you're in that, in that situation? Yeah. I, know, I think for me, like, the... I wouldn't say there's, like, a pivotal moment where I was like, this is not okay, but I remember, like, being... walking down the street with him and genuinely being like, I don't even want to look up from the floor mm. because this is a busy street and there might be another attractive man yeah, in this street. Yeah. And if I get caught looking at him, I'm fucked. Mm. I don't want to go through that. Yeah. Like, I already, like, I remember I'd woken up that day and, like, we'd already had an argument and, like, I think work was quite a lot that day. And I was like, I genuinely am not looking up from my feet right now because mm. I just can't cope with that, with, like, the, like, with, with what's going to be the outcome of that. Yeah, and the then, consequences. And then I remember thinking, like, what the actual hell is that thought process right now? Yeah. Like, this is not normal. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not what, like, life should be like. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whether you had this, but, like, if I'd brought that up in conversation... So, like, for example, um, we had a conversation once because uh, I'm such a chatty person, yeah. right? Like, for me, like go straight over my head like if a guy tries to flirt with me it goes straight over my head right so like for me I just look at guys and girls as the same kind of yeah, person I'm the same yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't it really doesn't bother me in I that love respect. guys I get along with yeah, guys yeah I get along with guys as well as well and I just remember we had a conversation we was on holiday and a guy had come over he was attractive right but that that, that doesn't go through my head I don't think like oh that guy's attractive yeah but like on reflection I can look at that and be like okay like do you know what I mean I get it he's a stereotypically good looking person but like he came over and we started chatting like oh what are you doing tonight where are you going like what club are you going to like and I was just making conversation with a human being because mm. that's what I do my whole life like, I used to be a PT and then I used before that I worked in cafes you yeah. just make small talk with people yeah um and I remember there was a massive argument after that like mm. you know the ones where it like blows up uh and he said like from now on like if a guy comes over and talks to us you don't speak unless you're spoken to you don't speak and I was like okay mm. and then from that moment on like in a group I would never speak to somebody yeah and it's like you look back at that and you just think that's not normal behavior no but then the reasoning for that, and I don't know whether you got this, it was like, I'd be like, hey, I don't think like, don't feel like that's fair. Like, I literally would be like, I don't feel like that's fair because I'm quite a chatty person and like, that's what I'm like. He'd be like, well, it would like come back in like a circle of like, this is for our future. Mm. Like, this is for us. Yeah. Like, we don't need external people in our life. Like, we just have each other. Yeah. And like, you talking to somebody else, like, that doesn't work. That doesn't go towards our future. Mm. And then I'd be like 
trying to work it out in my head like oh yeah maybe you're right yeah what they do is they get you to fall in in love with an idea yeah and they get you to fall in love with a version of them who they're actually not yeah and that's what it is is you if are you in, behave yeah. then we'll be sweet and i'll be the nicest man on earth yeah 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 or like you say and my whole thing was like towards the end it was and this is why I say as well like my son is the best thing that ever happened to me because if I didn't have him I don't know if I ever would have left because it was one thing for me to be unhappy and treat and not treat me well it's a complete other thing to not be a a good parent Mm -hmm. to my son Mm -hmm. and yeah like it's just it's just it's just crazy like when you reflect on it and the whole thing was I was like I need help I need support I need a partner I need to be loved I need to you know I was and you said it earlier about work work for me was a massive escape massive escape like I threw myself into work and Mm -hmm. I find now sometimes I have that tendency when I'm stressed I'll work because if I work I have control over that yeah 100% and it's kind of like when you're in a really horrible situation like that like when when you're in an abusive relationship it's like distraction work brings you peace like that for me like that was it like when I was doing a check-in like I wasn't really thinking too much about what was Mm. going on outside of that check-in yeah so like any of my clients like who now know what happened they're like um gee I'm so sorry like I had no I had no idea yeah that was the point mm. like no one was meant to know no. do you know what I mean because it's like completely different when you switch into work yeah. but I did think to myself like when I was getting out you know when you try and like make a right like write a list in your head of like all the reasons on why you need to leave like ASAP. I literally did that as well <laughs> yeah which I, is so and this is the thing you're so confused and you're so questioning your own reality mm. that you literally I still have lists on my phone of like um things he would do hey I have that list on my yeah. phone <laughs> I literally have that list on my phone yeah um and I remember just thinking to myself like if this carries on like I'm gonna lose my business and like my business is the thing that I've been working on for like six seven years yeah so like at that at that point it wasn't affecting me too much but I was still moving things around like I'd have calls and I would make up random excuses on why I couldn't do calls and I would reschedule them because yeah. we'd had a massive blow up yeah yeah, and, yeah. Like, I couldn't even think straight yeah it's just so mentally draining as well, isn't it? Like, it's, yeah, it's so exhausting. Like, I found myself really um, numbing out with things, like, n- not, like, with literally, I would just find myself, when I left, because I was, so I was in there for obviously, like, seven years, so I'm in a constant state of yeah, your, fight or flight or stress. Yeah, yes, normality. I didn't know mm. how to not be stressed. Yeah. Like, I didn't know how to you know not be and even like loud noises I'd be like there'd be a loud noise it'd be like my neighbours and I'd be like yeah and I'd be in that and my heart would be going and that's just not normal no but I think for a lot of people like they're in a relationship for such a long time where they actually do think that that is like normality that's the thing isn't it it's just such an important thing to stress and like even now like being out of this relationship and like having moved on in in that respect you just you just realize that that's not what love meant to be like no it's not meant to bring you more pain it's not meant to bring you stress it's not meant to bring negativity And, like, the abuser will probably argue back to that and be like, yeah, well, pay, like, love is, you know, love has its hard parts yeah. and, like, you have to fight for love. Yeah, okay, I understand that in a respect, but, like, yeah. not in that respect, mate. No. And that's where, again, the manipulation comes Isn't in. Isn't it? Like, yeah. this is normal. Having arguments like this is normal. Yeah, I remember yeah, he used to yeah. send me uh, quotes on Instagram that were like, um, oh all relationships get through, like, really tough challenges and things like that. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're so right. 
and in hindsight you can be you can look and be like oh that's where he's trying to pull me back in yeah 100% you know because as soon as they start to lose control they drag you back that's what I mean in terms of like when they see that you're actually starting to die underneath the water they will pull you back out yeah so that you don't drown completely yeah they give you a breath and then they yeah they give you a breath for a bit and then throw you back back in mad do you feel like you could spot that kind of person a mile away because I feel like I can now I would like to hope so I would like to hope so I think I've done so much research and like I've spoken to so many people and like obviously like I think the more time I spend outside of like having been done with that relationship the more little things I kind of because I spend a lot of time Mm. thinking about it I won't lie yeah um like it does consume my brain quite a bit so it's like I think of like even really really small things like the way that he would like look at me or the way that he would like move something and I'd be like oh yeah like that's like that's mm. been done for a reason there's yeah, actually purpose yeah. behind that so I, I think that I would be able to spoil it now yeah which like obviously it's such a negative thing it's such a horrible experience but you probably feel like this as well like I'm so much stronger now yeah oh yes 100% like, I literally feel like I could go through fucking anything it's like a life experience that like I obviously wouldn't want anyone else to go through but like the positive of it when you get around it and you're out with the other end is like okay well you've just gone through all of that yeah like you can literally do anything yeah so yeah that's definitely been like one of the positives to come away from it is like I just feel like it opens your mind Mm. I feel like I can just see everyone so much clearer now Mm. yeah and you probably understand yourself a lot more now oh my god yeah 100% and interesting like the fact that because obviously like with this it's like I'm not taking responsibility for him as a person because like of course I don't but in in another breath it's like I know why I went in that deep of that relationship like that was more from me mm. like because everything that I'd gone through like in the recent years and like in my childhood and stuff like another woman probably would have been like oh that seems like a bit like too fast or that's a bit of a red flag but because of who I am as a person like that wasn't really like a red flag for me do you mm. know what I mean so it has taught me a lot about myself as well yeah yeah 100% mm. what's your like one piece of advice you could give for someone who is maybe who's listened to this and is maybe thinking that they are in an abusive relationship or maybe they have already left and they're starting that healing process and it is a fucking healing process like you do need to go away and lick your wounds like for sure I think it's two probably two different pieces of advice because I feel like if you're in if you're in that relationship right now and these things are like making you think oh my god that's me that's what my partner did I think it's that thing of like I think when you realize you feel more suffocated by it so like when you live in your life and you kind of like not really paying too much attention to it yeah probably doesn't feel as bad so then when you actually start to come to that realization of like oh god like this is happening to me Mm. I feel like it suffocates you more yeah so I think a lot of people's first response is like right I need to get out right now Mm. like what can I do to get out right now but I think it's actually really important to build a plan that's safe and like actually makes sense but stop making excuses for yourself Mm. so like yeah you need to make an exit plan which is safe but you also want to make sure that that exit plan doesn't have loads of excuses which is you just putting off the inevitable yeah um reach out to people around you I think one thing that you could do and I said this on my podcast last time is um if you have because the thing is with the abusive relationship is that a lot of the time friends and family think that that person that partner is is amazing yeah because that's what you've portrayed them as yeah when you've gone and seen them for lunch he's been the most amazing man in the world Mm -hmm. and like you only have good things to say about him so if you then go to like a family member or a friend and like yeah so basically like all of this stuff has happened it's quite a lot yeah like you think like that's going against everything that I've said in the past so I think actually 
going to someone that you can trust in your life with like this has happened so I I said on my podcast like send this podcast to them as well yeah or for this podcast like send this podcast with it so that it can because people that don't know anything about uh narcissists or abusive relationships like they're going to come in with that or just leave Mm. because they don't understand I think it's a really difficult thing to get your head around as a friend or a family member that's got someone in their life that's going through that because you're going to feel so frustrated at times yeah. like I know a lot of people around me like when I was leaving probably felt quite frustrated with like well why are you just not leaving mm. so it's like trying to get someone who you can trust in your life to understand what you're going through and then be there for you yeah um so anyone who's watching who knows someone that's going through it or like you have a friend or a family member and they have a really horrible partner and you don't understand just be aware of the fact that it could be this mm. so it's like making a safe exit plan and having people around you that you can speak to so that you don't feel as isolated because I remember when I left that relationship I was thinking I've lost all my friends Mm. like I've literally lost all my friends like one person specifically is Dan Wellburn he's my old my old prep coach and we've Mm. become really good friends over the last few years and I actually had to stop doing my podcast with him because it was an issue with my ex-partner um and I had to have a conversation with him and basically say like I'm not doing this podcast anymore because it's not fair on my partner Mm. and I was like I've lost that I've lost Dan for life like he's not going to be my friend anymore like because that's just the mindset that I was in but Mm. like lo and behold it just took me like two minutes to reach out and like our relationship was rekindled so if you do feel like you don't have anyone left in your life anymore I promise you that you do Mm. you just need to make a safe exit plan and speak to those people around you and try to explain yeah and then in terms of coming out of the other side of it I just think you just gotta ride the wave Mm. that's the best way that I can put it yeah some days are amazing and some days aren't so amazing but I would trade how I feel at the moment on my bad days I would trade that for living in that relationship any day of the week Mm. gotta remind yourself of all the shit that you've gone through like I used to say like repeat the abuse in your head Mm. until what you're going through right now doesn't even feel bad yeah Mm. yeah I think another thing that helps as well is is also like putting someone else in your shoes like that was a whole thing for me it was like because I took I would I had experienced it for so long and I took it for so long and then for me I was like well let me imagine if this was happening to a friend and then I was like oh my god if this was happening to a friend I'd be like this is so fucked up you need to leave yeah exactly so I think sometimes removing yourself can be really really helpful Mm -hmm. because when you're in it you're just in it I think if you've got kids as well like for you Mm -hmm. imagine your kids growing up and then getting in a relationship with that that sort of person yeah that's not okay no right so that's another good way of putting it because it kind of takes you personally I think when it's you you'll take a lot of shit like you're like Mm. it's fine like I can deal with it but then when you like you said imagine it being someone that you care about kind of changes the changes the perspective a lot Mm. yeah Yeah, 100% 100% well, thank you for coming on oh, and sharing your experience. It's, it's been lovely to talk to you and hear how similar, but also how different our experiences have yes. so been. Unfortunately, we've uh, we've kind of not rekindled, but unfortunately, we've had a good chat about something which isn't so positive, but mm. hopefully mm. has a positive uh, impact. Because it's one of those things where you could easily just bottle it up and not speak to anyone about yeah. it and just deal with it. Yeah. Um, I think personally for me, so I'm going on now, but like okay. if I hadn't have opened up and spoke about it on social media, I'd probably feel better day to day. That sounds pretty mad, but like 
um talking about it and being quite like raw with it probably makes it not worse but like harder to process mm. but then I just think to myself okay and I love this quote it's like pain into purpose mm. so like being like I've spoken to so many women over the last few weeks have been like this is actually me this is happening to me right now and I'm going to make what you've said which is a safe exit plan so even though it's such a horrible thing to talk about and like it's not an easy thing to talk about it's really important yeah so thank you so much for having me on no thank you very much and I'm much. glad that you're enjoying your new life you deserve it thank